Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Led Hope. My name is Glenn Erickson, and in this episode, we're talking about spiritual gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. In episode three, I gave a short description of what I thought was next in this podcast. And I mentioned that we'll be looking at the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. But I wasn't really sure of the order that we were going to do it in. So I think now I'm going to kind of mix the topics together. So some episodes we'll look at the fruit of the Spirit, some episodes we're going to look at the gifts of the Spirit, and some episodes we're going to look at both. And in this episode, we're going to look at both the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. I think when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, most Christians have a basic understanding of it. So I think most Christians get it, that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I think most Christians kind of understand that. And I think most Christians would agree that we should be growing in those areas. So the difficulty really isn't in the definitions of the fruit or understand that we should grow. The hard part, it turns out, is actually doing it, you know, actually growing in those areas and wanting to submit ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit to kind of take care of our junk. That's where the hard part is. It's not in the definitions. The difficult part is actually following through and submitting ourselves to the process, to this process of transformation. But this is not the case for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is a division within the body of Christ. When it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we have some denominations and individuals that believe that these gifts ended with the first apostles. That when those apostles died out, the gifts of the Spirit just stopped working. And then there are Pentecostal and charismatic denominations and individuals that believe differently. They believe that the gifts of the Spirit are still active today. That the Holy Spirit works today just like the Holy Spirit worked back in the days of the early church. And I think there's also a group of Christians that are kind of in a different state. It's almost maybe I'd call it a state of ambivalence, where they do believe the gifts can function, they just don't see themselves ever participating. So they kind of believe that the gifts of the Spirit are out there, but in a sense to them, it doesn't really matter because they just don't see themselves doing it for for whatever reason. I've mentioned before that I am Pentecostal in my beliefs, so I do believe that these gifts of the Spirit are available to us today, and that every disciple of Jesus has this privilege of operating in these gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I would even say it stronger. I would say that if you are a disciple of Jesus, God wants you to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is a part of being an effective ambassador for Jesus. Now, in this episode, I'm not going to justify my beliefs. I'm not going to sit down and give you a biblical explanation of why I believe the gifts of the Spirit are still functioning. I may cover that in a later episode if I need to, because I'm kind of assuming to a certain extent that if you're listening to this podcast, you already have a hunger to serve God using the gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you really want to hear or need to hear this biblical justification for the existence of these gifts today, please send me an email. My email would be glenn with two N's at spiritledhope.com. I'm very happy to do that as necessary. Now, just a little while ago, I I read about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, so on. 
Let me quickly read to you the nine gifts of the Spirit, just so we can hear them up front. So they are prophecy, speaking in tongues, and by the way, speaking in tongues technically is known as glossolalia. So speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, message of knowledge, message of wisdom, distinguishing between spirits, some people might say discerning between spirits, faith, healings, and miracles. Some people might say miraculous powers. So now it's possible when I start listing those, that you're thinking, wait, that's not what I'm used to calling spiritual gifts. That doesn't sound right to me. And it's possible because the Bible talks about spiritual gifts in different places. And a lot of times we're raised to not really talk about these spiritual gifts, but we focus on the others. That was certainly my case. A lot of Christians, and this again, this would have been my case, when they talk about spiritual gifts, they're talking about the way God makes each person. For example, some people are just natural-born teachers. Yes, they train to become better teachers, they study and so forth, but to these people, teaching just kind of like oozes out of them, right? They're just natural teachers. I was kind of taught that's what spiritual gifts were, and maybe you were too. It's the way people are made. And this is what we would call a grace gift. So when you look at, especially like Romans 12, that's where we talk about these grace gifts. You can also find about these gifts in Ephesians 4 and 1 Peter 4. So God has graced these people in certain ways. So you, each person that's listening to this podcast has been graced in a certain way. There's something that within you like energizes you and creates a passion and it's what you're good at. If you have the gift of helps, man, it's a good day when there's someone around you that can't get something done, they're not able, and you can jump in and give them a hand and accomplish their goals. That just energizes you. That means that's you. You have the gift of helps. That's the gift that God has graced you with. That's not what we're talking about here with gifts of the Spirit. So gifts of the Holy Spirit may or may not be related to your grace gifts because gifts of the Holy Spirit are given for a specific place, for a specific person, at a specific time. And these gifts, they may function frequently, they may function rarely. It's Really, it's up to the Holy Spirit to determine when and where and how these gifts are used. And by the way, when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, our attitude does come into play, interestingly enough. Why? Because we have free will. So the Holy Spirit guides us into these spiritual gifts, but ultimately we do have a choice of obedience whether or not we're going to follow the guidance and instruction of the Holy Spirit. And that's often where we get into trouble, where people will hear the Holy Spirit tell them to do something, but they'll do it their way, not the way of the Holy Spirit. If you don't want to serve God through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you should have no expectation that you ever will do that, because you've already decided And that's why Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he encourages us, he says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Eagerly desire them. If you do desire spiritual gifts, then you should have an expectation that God will use you this way. But if you don't desire them, you shouldn't expect it. So in this episode, I'm going to give some very simple definitions of these nine gifts. If this is the first time you've been exposed to the gifts of the Spirit, 
it can be really confusing and you just kind of wonder what all this stuff means. So let me just give you simple definitions. I'm not going to go into depth, but I think this will help you. And of course, in future episodes, we'll go into this in more detail. So the gift of prophecy is the speaking forth of the heart of God. So the gift of prophecy isn't about predicting an earthquake or a tsunami or something like that, right? That's foretelling. The gift of prophecy is more like forth-telling, where you're telling forth God's heart for an individual or a group of people. An extreme case is the Bible. Now, the Bible does have foretelling also, but really what you look at, when you look at the Bible, the Bible tells us the heart of God towards us. Just take that component of it. Obviously, the Bible has history and all that, but, but the Bible is telling us the heart of God. Any verbal gift of prophecy, if the Holy Spirit gives you a prophetic word for someone, in that gift of prophecy, it must agree in spirit with what's written in the Bible. It's got to. In fact, a lot of times prophetic word for someone is, is a verse from the Bible. So again, uh, the gift of prophecy is an encouraging word telling someone or a group of people God's heart for them. And of course, the key is it's been given to you by the Holy Spirit. All these gifts, the origin is the Holy Spirit. Now, the gift of speaking in tongues is the ability to speak in a language that you don't know. Now, there's a lot of confusion around this gift, and the Bible actually gives guidelines for how this gift should be used. We will cover that in future episodes in great detail. And the gift of interpretation of tongues is like a companion gift to that. It's the ability to understand what someone has said in a language you don't know. It's just like if someone has a gift of tongues or speaking a language they don't know, and if you have the gift of interpretation of tongues, you can understand what they said in the language you don't know. A message of knowledge, sometimes people will call it a word of knowledge, is where the Holy Spirit gives you some fact or a piece of information that you had no way of knowing. A message of wisdom, or sometimes we'd say a word of wisdom, is like the Holy Spirit shows you, uh, gives you inspired direction or an action to take. You know, wisdom is like knowing what to do with what you know. And in this case, the Holy Spirit is helping you do that. So distinguishing between spirits, or some people call it discerning of spirits, gives you an understanding of what spiritual forces are at play. Something could be motivated by the Holy Spirit, or by the human spirit, or by demonic spirit. That gift helps you determine kind of the underlying source and motivation of something that's going on. The gift of faith is like this supercharged moment where the Holy Spirit gives you confidence and trust way beyond your normal faith. So we're not talking about like saving faith here, we're talking like supercharged faith. You just have a moment where you believe in God and you trust Him so much that your faith is off the charts. That's the gift of faith. It's additional faith added to you by the Holy Spirit. So the gift of healings is the ability to come in and work with someone that maybe maybe they're afflicted mentally, they could be afflicted physically or spiritually, and the gift of healings, and it's healings plural because there are more than one kind of healing, when you come into that situation, then the Holy Spirit will help you bring physical, emotional, or spiritual wholeness to that person. The gift of miracles is the ability to do something that, that like just defies the normal laws of nature. These are just simple definitions, but they give you a good idea 
of what's going on. And keep in mind that it's not always easy to put a label on something the Holy Spirit does. For example, let's say that someone is blind from birth, and then all of a sudden they can see. Well, is that a healing or is that a miracle, right? And a lot of times you'll have multiple gifts functioning at the same time. For example, often you'll get a prophetic word, word of wisdom, and word of knowledge all at the same time. That often happens. So we want to make sure that we don't get so focused on definitions that we lose sight of the big picture. And we're going to expand on all this more in later podcasts. But I think we have enough now that we can get to what I really think is the main point of this podcast. With just this simple explanation that we've looked at, I hope that we can all appreciate that these nine gifts we just talked about, that they would be best used by someone who has grown in the fruit of the Spirit or is actively yielding to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. So let me give you just an example to kind of drive this home. So imagine that you're in a group. Let's say it's just a home group. And there's several people, and there's some someone that dropped in, they're a guest, unknown, really no one knows this person. It's a young woman, and you've never met this young woman before. Never met her. And so as you're praying for her, all of a sudden you have like this mental image, or you have an awareness, whatever you want to call it, that this woman has had multiple sexual affairs. Okay, that's a word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit just showed you some information that you had no way of knowing. Now, the question is, how are you going to react? Well, I've seen how some people react. Some people could walk away in disgust. Others might just be embarrassed. They might just want to get away and be done. You know, some people, some people might scold her. There are all sorts of reactions that would be very damaging to the young woman. Put yourself in her shoes. Could you imagine what would happen if someone just started scolding her and just exposed her past like that? If we want to know what the right reaction is, then we look at what Jesus did because he had this same situation, something very similar to this, when he was speaking to the woman at the well. All of a sudden, he had knowledge of her past. And what did he do? He didn't scold her. He ended up revealing himself to her. He offered her hope, and he invited her into relationship with him. So we want to function in spiritual gifts like Jesus. And the more we are committed to growing in the fruit of the Spirit, the more likely we're going to function safely and properly in the spiritual gifts. We'll be more like Jesus because our character is being transformed to look like him. I'm just going to tell you, in the upcoming podcast, as we flip back and forth between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, there's going to be this temptation to focus more on the gifts of the Spirit, because the gifts of the Spirit are exciting. You know, if you've ever experienced like an accurate prophetic word or word of knowledge, or you've been used to bring healing or set someone free from demonic bondage, if you've ever done any any of that stuff, it is amazing. 
It is amazing stuff. And you see the power of God, and it's hard for people, and it's exciting, and it's invigorating, and, and you realize God used me to do that, and it's all exciting. But the problem is, let's just make sure we don't forget that our ability to bless people through spiritual gifts is affected by our desire for maturity in the fruit of the Spirit. What's amazing to me is that the Holy Spirit will use anyone in spiritual gifts, even if they have a lot of rough spots. Don't think you're disqualified from functioning in spiritual gifts just because you don't have patience or you don't have self-control, that you're struggling in these areas. Because if you are aware of these areas and you're working on them, then you have humility. And I'm just going to say this, if you are humble, then you're going to be okay when it comes to operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Even if you've got a lot of character transformation ahead, you're going to be okay. So let's continue to allow the Holy Spirit to transform our character to look like Jesus, because that will help us to safely do the things that Jesus did as we function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I am excited to see what God's going to do in the coming months as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, to transform us to be like Jesus, and then through us to reach other people as we do the things that Jesus did. I'm excited to see that. So let's begin to be people that are eagerly desiring to function in the gifts of the Spirit, but let's never lose sight of the fact that we are a people committed to having our character transformed to look like Jesus through the fruit of the Spirit. If this is new to you, again, and you have questions, please send them to me at glenn at spiritlethope.com, and I'll try to answer your questions in upcoming podcasts. But I'm so excited to see what God is going to do. All right, as traditional, I'm going to end this episode with a blessing. Just receive it. And now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Till next episode, take care.